0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me across social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, Ike? To this. We're just days, hours away from Ike officially kicking off the season in their uh, Champions League qualifiers. First leg against Dinamo Zagreb, which is going to take place in Athens. At 9.45 local time. Wow, exciting stuff. Um, I had recorded a episode earlier in the week. Actually, the beginning of the week, like Monday. Um, just because I was so excited after watching this thing play against Tramso Sport. I'm going to go over that just a little bit. A few things that I saw in that match. Good and bad. Um, as well as a l- little preview of Vina Mo, and Ike and just some news that's been going on with the team this week. I I decided to not post that episode because there were so many rumors surrounding the team. You know, um, Levy Garcia was hours away from extending supposedly. uh, There was even some strong rumors that I read um, in some sites that were not Greek related that he was hours away from actually leaving Ike. So I wanted all that to unfold because I didn't want to, Make an episode, then I have to make another episode. Honestly, one thing led to another. Work has been very busy these past few weeks, which is a good thing. Just haven't had time to really sit down and focus and re-record. Uh, but lots has happened this week. Um, so let's start start off with a little bit of news. Uh, obviously, obviously the big big thing in like the past couple of days has been the imminent return of Ezekiel Ponce a player that played for Ike back a few years ago and had not so good time for Ike, but a very well-beloved player by the fans. Um was a player we wanted to see him stay at Ike at the time. Ike were not able, in, both in a financially and just in, in a football sense, were not a good fit for him at the time. Um, I think he was on loan with an option to buy from Roma, if I'm not mistaken, and ended up... He... Uh, Ended up being sold to Spartak Moscow instead of Ike buying the uh, picking up the option to buy and making the player hers. Um, Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. I'll get more into detail of how I feel about this uh, this signing. It comes in as the second biggest signing, not just of the summer but in Ike's history. I think it closed to four point five million total, with the player receiving one point two a season. Keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your heads as we get more into the podcast. I'll talk more about money, what I feel like the future is going to shake out like with this club. Um, but let's keep that in the back of our minds. Let's get some of some other news. Obviously, I signing a new contract with Levy Garcia, five years, uh, rejecting more offers for him that were under 30 million. Ike now says we're not going to entertain anything less than 35 million. Um, I'm not sure reading through his contract and I haven't been able to really listen to a lot of the reports coming out this week. So my information might be kind of misleading or misguided. Um, But I think this contract either negates or X's out his contract with his previous contract where Beitar Jerusalem, who's familiar to us with their recent uh, matches against Bauk. That was Levy Garcia's old team. Um, They were to retain 40% of any uh, sale of the player in the future when he signed with Ike. I don't know if, because that contract's over now, I know Levy Garcia has been quoted as being like a very loyal guy and wants to do good by the clubs that helped him get to this point. So I don't know if the percentage goes down, or if they don't receive any money, and that's why Ike has put the bar so high for Levy Garcia. Personally, I think he the form that he's shown now, he's worth every penny of that to a team willing to spend that kind of money. And if we're completely honest with ourselves, in Greek football, that might be kind of foreign. I mean, here we are talking about Ike making two of their biggest signings in their history, and they're less than €5 million, Euros, which is, I know, to an average person like me, and probably the listeners of this podcast... Is a lot of money, but in the terms of the, the grand scheme of unfortunately or fortunately, either way you want to look at it, the way that football is going, that's not a lot of money. Um, so, teams from the Premier League, even Liga, you know, Syria, the Buddhist Liga, uh, the top tier of, of European football, uh, it's not a lot of money to shell out, especially when you're going to get a good center forward like Levi Garcia, one who has shown incredible form, at least in preseason. And now we're gonna get ready to see what's gonna go on with him in the season. Other good news, you know, um, when I recorded the an episode of the podcast early in the week that wasn't posted, Vida was had an injury against Thunder Sport early on in the match last week. Ike's last friendly. Um, reports today are that he was fully fit, fully training, so he should be ready to go for the first leg against Dinamo Zagreb on Tuesday. That's very good news for Ike. All right, let's get into a little bit of that match. I'll give some keynotes and some things that I saw. And then we'll talk about some Levi Garcia-Ponce stuff. And finally end the episode with a little preview of Ike versus Dinamo Zagreb and how I think that's going to shake out a prediction, if you will. So Ike beat Tramsa Sport in Trapezunda 3-1. A very entertaining match for a friendly. Uh, Saw a lot of good things by Ike. The first 15 minutes were kind of, you know, Ike was kind of testy. They did look a little shaky at the back. Obviously, we had the Vida injury, which Mito Blue came on and he was able to, outstanding. Shows that he's a player in good form. Shows that the team can really count on him. Now, it's good that he did show in good form and it's good that um, Vida is fully practicing again because... If Vida, let's say his, I think he um, had a mild sprain in his hamstring. Um, if it ended up being harsh enough to where he wasn't able to play for these matches, that would leave us, honestly, with, with two center backs without signing another one. Uh, Mukudi and um, and Mito would be it. You know, we haven't signed a fourth center back. So thank goodness that Vida is able to go. And we did see that... Um, Mitoglu can come in and and, and replace Demokudir Vida and, and do well and play well. And you guys, I've never h- hit it before. Like, I really think Mitoglu, not just because he's a Greek talent, I think he's a talented footballer. Obviously, you want someone with the experience, with the uh, the big match experience of Vida playing in these in these very, very important fixtures against uh, Dinamo Zagreb. But it's, it's, you know, this Ike club... More and more, the way this Almeida team is built is showing its next man up. And it's amazing how much talent Ike have acquired and how, like, put it quite frankly. I mean, you could take the second team out of this Ike squad. Let me be perfectly clear in what I'm trying to say. Not Ike Vita, not Ike B team, but the second squad of the first team. And seriously, if you look at all the players that are probably going to be left out of the first 11 starting 11 for these matches coming up against Dinamo Zagreb, that the second 11 could easily play for, could easily finish top five in the league, in my opinion, and could even compete for the, the Greek Super League. So it's crazy, especially up front, how much talent I could have acquired. Um, the things that I've seen both, not so much, um, I didn't mention it in the last podcast, and this is something that I made a note of, because it was a point that I really wanted to get to in the last podcast that I wasn't able that uh, I forgot actually <clears throat> after recording the podcast um, I did like the fact in the Volus friendly and in the friendlies before that watching how this team is being built it's different from last year it's not just about that high intensity high pressed uh, the for that formation that that, I, that Almeida likes to play it's. They can beat you in so many different ways. I mean, one thing they did show us in those two friendlies before Times of Sport is they've really worked on Ike playing a build-up game, which it was good to see because, as we all know, playing in the Greek Super League, most of the opponents Ike are going to be facing are going to be playing pretty much park the bus. I mean, honestly, they're going to be playing with at least, what, eight, nine, maybe sometimes even all 11 players behind the, just playing park the bus, behind the center line. Um, so when we saw Ike last season, it's, at certain points, struggle with that, struggle to break down defenses. Those of you that have followed Greek football for a long time know this is a struggle that a lot of big-time managers have faced, big-time players that have come to the Greek League have had trouble with this because it's anti-football it's not the way clubs play football out in the rest of the world. Yes, most of the times when a really good team is facing an inferior team, the inferior team, they're, you know, we might see this with I in Europe. Not to say that I are inferior, but if you know, God willing we make it to the Champions League uh, to the Champions League uh group stage if we're playing somebody like a Bayern Munich again, Ike are not gonna be playing this high-press Almeida style that we're used to. They're gonna be playing, they're gonna be holding their lines a little a little further back. Uh they're gonna be playing the same way that we've seen teams, maybe not exactly, but the way we walk, we see teams playing Ike in the in the Super League. Um it's it's only natural because it's it's your only way to kind of try to help win. But in the Greek League, it's done at such a nauseating and such an exhausting percentage of those teams that the the bottom half of the table, not even the bottom half, let's say you start from the number six to all the way down to whatever the heck the league is at now, 11, 12, they're going to play you in that style for a a decent amount of time in the match. Um, I think this is good that Almeida has kind of focused on working on this because with crisp passes, trying to find those nice through balls at the, at the last half of the pitch uh, to try to create something. And we have players with individual creativity that could just, uh, you know, that just need a little bit of space that can make it happen and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, so very key that Ike has been focusing on that. Now, let's fast forward and take it to the Tramza Sport match. I mean, I think the one thing that everyone was just had me floored and had me freaking, like, excited and this week cannot go by fast enough until this match starts against uh, Dinamo Zagreb was the counterattack that Ike had against Tramza Sport. No matter what point in the pitch Ike were winning the ball, they were off to the races. This team countered and could have scored more goals. Now, of course, this was also exploiting a weakness that Tramza Sport had last year, and it still looks like they still have the same weakness. Um... That they were not good in transition, that they were weaker defensively. Times of Sport has great quality in the front of the pitch, but were not that good in the back last year and did not have a strong midfield. Um, but, you know, individual performances, hold on. Um, to see Ike do that crazy counter, I mean, it's just, it, it, like I said at the beginning of this dialogue, or monologue, whatever you want to call it, um monologue, I'm sorry um I c- cannot just beat you in the, with the high press. they can beat you in so many different ways. that's something that Almeida's team has proven this preseason now again, it hasn't been put into the the regular season into official matches yet, but we saw against timesza sport that counter was was deadly I mean that they were off to the races, and they looked great. Um, they can beat you with, with, pressing you. If you're not, if you don't have good players that can play out the back, um, you have to watch out for Ike. They can force you into mistakes, but that's not the only way they can beat you. They can beat you playing with 11 players back behind the pitch or 10 players behind, behind the center line, as we saw in the cup final against a decent Balk team. Um, so just, yeah, just very excited about, uh, getting to watch this team play against Dinamo Zagreb. Now let me get to some individual performances. Of course, this was Pineda's first friendly and first game back from summer break and his Gold Cup run. Uh picking up where he left off. Um, phenomenal. Like I mentioned, Blue earlier came in and did a fantastic job to replace Vida very early on in this match. Um, then you take it to Levy Garcia. I mean, this guy's just finding the back of the net. And um Gosh, long may it continue. I hope it really bleeds into the official matches, the regular season per se. Uh, and I think it will because he looks to be in extraordinary form. I mean, he just looks to be able to find the back of the net. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention that I saw last week, and we saw it again this week, uh, Rota and Iliason. Actually, we didn't see Rota and Eliasson this week, but against Volos, we kind of saw Rota and Eliason play And they just could not connect well together, um, which was a little concerning because right now it looks like those are the two best Ike players in that position. Um, As opposed to how good Amrabat and Sidibe looked, they looked to be very on point with each other. Obviously, last season we saw Rota and Amrabat play well together. Um, So just a lot of questions for Almeida a lot of talent on this club and I don't know with who he's gonna go with um because in this friendly in, in, uh, against Thomasfor um we saw Sidi and Am play great together I mean Sidi just has great uh, crossing ability just a good you could you could tell he's just a world class footballer you know he might not be to the level where he was a few years ago. But definitely, definitely a good footballer for the Greek Super League. Orota and Eliason seem to be more on the same page together. I mean, would you like to see... I know every Ike fan would love to see, like, that right side be Sidibe and Eliason. But a few times that they've been able to play together, they haven't just clicked very well together. And unfortunately, that happens sometimes, guys. You know, some pairings just don't work out as well as you would hope. Um... Stankovic looked very good, especially a few times in the first half where he was called upon. He had one great, one phenomenal save, I should say. Uh, I think it was off a header. Um, we was able to get to the ball first before it goes back in the net. And then a great save against Bacaceta, which Bacaceta, I mean, honestly, he... <laughs> even though he's a former Ike player, he was a... uh, uh He wasn't the opposite side playing for Tramza Sport, but... If he would have hit that ball with a little more power, I think it would have been in the back of the net, but still good for Stankovic to be able to get to the ball first. Made a, made a diving save on a, on a shot by Bakaseta, where he was left wide open. This is what I'd like to mention before I go any further. What scares me about going into these um, matches against Dinamo is that, um, and what scared me, the couple of things that I saw defensively was how shaky we were in the beginning of the match defensively, and then also how unready we were at set pieces. We were not very good at set pieces. And the thing is, Dinamo, watching them against Astana, especially in the first half of that first leg, I didn't watch any of the second leg, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch any of the second half, as I said last week, um, of Dinamo Astana in in the first leg. But in the first half i did see them and they're very good in 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 set pieces and i are gonna have to play very well against set pieces and defend very well against them um but it's but you know that's something that they're really gonna have to work on this week because that's something where the namo can make you pay if you make mistakes on set pieces on corner kicks free kicks uh, what have you whatever type of set piece is available um Stankovic, great save! Anastasiades. Again, these are he- these are good headaches for a manager to have. But it's also, I hope it doesn't become a thing where we have so much talent on this club now, where it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Levy Garcia, oh man. You know, I don't hope like a week from now we're sitting here talking about, man, did you see how many chances he missed against Dinamo Zagreb, and why wasn't Ponce in the match? And why isn't Ponce starting over Levy Garcia? Or why isn't uh, Pizarro starting over Zuber playing in that kind of second center forward uh, position or right behind the center forward? Um, Why isn't Araujo playing that well? Why isn't such and such? I hope that doesn't become the argument when things, because things at some point this season are going to get tough for this team. This team's not going to go, you know, they're not going to go out there and win the league by 50 points and, uh, play in the group stage of the of the Champions League and win the Cup easily. There's going to be some, some hard times in the season. And I hope that doesn't happen where the media and the fans get on this team's back when, when things like this happen because there is a lot of talent there. Um, it, for me, it's good because it's next man up and your talent that's sitting on the bench is equal or slightly, not better, but it's probably equal or maybe in some cases even better than your starters, which is crazy to say that out loud. Um, but Anathasiadis did very well. Levy Garcia, of course, had a penalty blocked. Um, a very badly taken penalty, for, in my opinion. Didn't hit the ball hard enough. On the other hand, Anathasiadis had a great saved penalty against his uh, national team, teammate, um, Bacacetas, and former Ike player. Uh, so, I mean, these are good headaches for Almeida to have, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, it, let's stick for, on keepers for right now. It seems like Stankovic, it's his starting job to lose as far as the preseason goes, as far as the cards that Almeida has shown. Um, it seems like that's that's who he's going with as far as goalkeeper. Um, you know, center back pairing obviously is going to be Mukudi and Vida. Uh, with and then i really any other position <sighs> beats me. Any other position besides keeper, the two center backs, and uh, Levy Garcia being at the top of the formation, uh, playing striker, or playing center forward. Other than that, I think any freaking positions like wide open as to. Who's going to play where? Um, I do see him kind of going with what we've called off season last season. The, the two sixes, Simonski and Jonson. They seem to be playing a little bit better this season um, than they were last season. Last season, you know, they kind of had trouble like gelling together when they were both on the pitch. Because I do feel like uh, I could see them starting, but I could also see one of them coming off very early in the second half. Because of the way Dinamo Zagreb plays, they play a very well slow build-up to their game, Um, which for me, that doesn't suit having to... You want to octarga or exhalga in the match simply because you want to be able to defensively to be able to hold your midfield a little bit better, to not be so susceptible to the counter. Um... So you you want to play that style of game against a team that, that is more attack-oriented instead of, like, the build-up, a slow build-up that Dinamo has. Um, anything else from the, you know, I would have loved to have seen certain players come in and play against Tapizunda to together. I would have loved to have seen Zini get a little more time with the first team. Maybe um, Pizarro get a little more time with the first team. Um, but very, very, just a great performance. Of course, again, this is preseason. We've also got to keep in mind that Almeida is also hiding some stuff, hiding some things. Um, you know, a lot of managers and coaches will do that. I see the demographics guys. Most of you guys are from here in the States. So I'll make a, I'll make a reference to here in the States. We hear this in preseason all the time when it comes to sports here in the U S whether it's American football Baseball, basketball, whatever, uh, especially more so in football, American football. They'll talk about this all the time. A, a, a manager or coach won't show all his cards in the preseason because you don't want, you want to have a couple surprises for the other team. And I think that's something that's going to help Ike because really with Dinamo Zagreb, there are no surprises. This team is a little, unfortunately, for my taste, a little more ready than Ike are. You know, they've already had one round of Champions League qualifying. I mean, it wasn't very hard for them, except for that first half, the first 30 minutes of the first half. Other than that, they breezed by Astana very easily. Um, Their season, I mean, they've had their Super Cup match, and then they've had, I think they're currently, this weekend, will be their fourth uh, league match of the season so far. So they're already ahead of us as far as, like, official matches under their belt which can be a positive or a negative. You could you could look at it a glass half full, glass half empty, depending on which way you look at it. Whether that's you know it's a good thing because they've already probably got a few tired, more tired legs than I. Um, but it can also be a good thing as they've they're also like in a regular season rhythm because everyone knows preseason and friendlies just aren't the same. Um, we've talked about this a lot in the past, and I know a lot of other. Uh, podcasts out there, Greek football podcasts have talked about that, how it's a disadvantage to the Greek teams in Europe, how late the league starts. But it's kind of like you're 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 in a rock and a hard place because uh, the heat index in Greece is very hot this time of year. Unfortunately, it just has to get back to the point to where Greek football can slowly climb that ladder of the coefficiency and get back up there to where we're not playing a lot of these qualifiers till... Uh, later on in August, as opposed to early on, and, you know, I don't know, because it is very hot in Greece for you to say that we're going to start the league first weekend in, in uh, August, or even the last weekend in July. That's a little too early. It's very hot in the country, even if you do play games at 10 o'clock at night. I mean, the fans are at a disadvantage, because even now in August, as you all know, uh, a lot of... um uh, Greeks are Athenas or not, you know, in the the major cities, they're on vacation. Um, So who knows what the answer is, but you can look at it both ways. You can look at it from the perspective of it's a good thing because uh, this Timo Dinamo Zagreb will be a little more tired, per se. Or you could look at it as bad and say, I don't know, I... I tend to lean towards the side of it's a little bit bad because I do feel like you get a, a couple of official matches under your belt where you've gotten a few points in the league, um, where maybe you've tasted defeat or, or seen what you've done wrong. You know, if if things go horribly wrong for Ike in this match and uh, Dinamo is able to leave with like a 2-0 lead, then you're faced with like a mountain to climb going back to, to Zagreb. To be two 0 down and have to face a mountain of a climb to get back into this uh, into this fixture. Um, so let me with that since I already went into that. Uh, let me just get into my predictions for this match. Um, really up in the air. I don't want to sound like a like a true Ike Homer. Um, I just this team has too much firepower up front. Way too much going on up front, um, especially with adding Ponce to the attack. Uh, they're gonna have to Ike are gonna have to limit their mistakes defensively because uh, Dinamo will make you pay. Um, I could kind of be. I, I I'm gonna go on a limb here. I think it's gonna be one nil Ike with a goal by Levy Garcia in the first half hour of the match, um, but I could see this be one one. I, I couldn't see this be like a game where I just fall apart and 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 lose. Let's say two 0 like the example I just gave a few moments ago. Um, I think it, it, this match is going to go to Zagreb, and it's going to be all to play for in the second leg on the fifteenth of August. Um, I think it should be highly entertaining. It, both teams are susceptible at the back. I saw Zagreb have moments of weakness especially on the counter, I saw Astana counter on them a couple times, and if Astana had better players up front, if this was Ike, and they're given those opportunities, Ike can put the ball in the back of the net a lot better than Astana can, and vice versa. I can see if Ike have moments of weakness on set pieces, or if we come in kind of shaky, like we have been in the friendlies the first 10-15 minutes, and... Dinamo were able to pounce on us and they're able to get an early goal lead. Um, I, I could see that opening up a little bit more, but I, I could see this also going into the way of if I can get an early goal and kind of open things up with Dinamo to keep them from playing that that build-up game that they like to play to make them hurry a little more. I could see this thing really opening up both for Ike and Dinamo. I, I could see this. I wouldn't be shocked. If this match ended up finishing instead of being a one 0 or one1 type match, like I feel like it is, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes the other way and is like a game where it's just it's, it becomes open from an early goal, especially if Ike score early and it becomes like a two one or two two uh, type of match. <laughs> Hopefully it'll finish in Ike's favor. Um, but that's just my, my keys to this match are Ike need to limit mistakes. I can need to limit mistakes and take advantage of Dinamo's mistakes and then get as many goals as they can at home uh, to get that, you know, that crowd's going to be really fired up to see this team after all summer long. It's what we've all been waiting on. It's going to be a very hostile environment for Dinamo to come in at, um, at uh, I guess, hopefully I can take advantage of that. Um, you know, Almeida, like I said, is probably kept a few things hidden. There might be a few surprises in the starting 11. He might see a weakness in Dinamo Zagreb and be able to exploit it with a certain player. Who knows? It's just exciting to figure out what the game plan's going to be. And it's exciting to just see this team play a different style of football from last year that they can beat you any which way they need to beat you. If they need to beat you on the counter, they can counter very well. If they, If they can asphyxiate you with that press to force you to make mistakes... They can, if, if they need to play, you know, if they need to park the bus with 10 men. If they're down to 10 men and they're they're forced to park the bus, they can beat you in that way. Um, this team just has a lot of belief. Every player that steps out on that pitch has incredible confidence. And I think that comes from the top, from Almeida, all the way down. Um, very, very, just, I just can't wait, man. I, I I'm sorry that I keep saying that and I keep taking up. Moments in this podcast just saying that. I can't wait to see this team in action. Uh, let me finish up here. I kind of went a little backwards. So my thoughts on Ponce. And, okay. I'm going to say a couple of negative things that I know we're going to go against the narrative that's been out there in the Ike world the past few days. Everyone's excited about Ponce. I'm excited to see him. He was a player that, gosh, I really wish back in the day they would have signed him. Now, recent form he hasn't been very, very good, but he also has played in situations the past few years that have not been great for him. The team that he played out in Spain, uh, um, and please I apologize for butchering the name, Elche or whatever. They were relegated I think last year. Not a very good team. Uh, Spartak Moskos, We know all the stuff that's been going on with Russia lately. Um, his First, I think, season there, he was really good. Um, You know, uh, definitely his best, one of his best seasons was the year that he spent at Ike. And that should give him confidence if it's a confidence issue. I don't think it's a confidence issue. I think it's an issue like we had at Ike the year before last. You know, everybody on this team, pre-Almeida, was a complete bum. Everybody on this team pre the double winning year last year was a complete disgrace. We wanted, you know, we wanted Levy Garcia gone. We wanted Mandalo gone. We wanted freaking Amnabag gone. We wanted everybody gone from this club because they had played so crappy um, that season or they weren't showing anything. So it, it, it all depends, you know. Um, I think Almeida definitely is a magician in uh, building a player psychology. So I think that you know, if it's, a, if it's a psychological thing or just simply because he was not on a good team. Um, I also have some concerns. So uh, to wrap that up, I think he's going to play well because I have heard some other Ike fans talk about these concerns before. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday where we were talking about this with Bunce, you know, me and him were messaging each other back, back and forth. And we finally called each other and talked. Uh, where he kind of had the same concern. He was like, you know, what do you think? Do you think we should have spent so much money on him? You know, this and that. Um, I think in the end that this is going to work out for for him but and for Ike. But my one concern now is that, does this mean that after Dinamo Zagreb, there's a plan in place to sell Levi Garcia? Because there's either got to be a plan in place to either sell Levy Garcia, either they either had an offer that they like, or maybe have had, you know, a verbal offer and an unofficial offer where a team says, you know, we really like this guy. We're willing to offer you the amount of money. Uh, but I maybe countered and said, look, we really need him for these Champions League qualifiers. We'll sell him after. I mean, this happens sometimes in football. Or uh, I could look in the ship Van weird because I don't see how all these players fit fit on this team right now. Now, somebody could say that, and I've heard it said in the Greek media, that, yeah, even though Ponce plays center forward, last year he kind of played not in Almeida's system, but in a different type of system where he played behind the center forward. And actually, ironically enough, it was uh, Lucas Boye, who was a teammate of Ponce's at the time with Ike, who was a teammate of his at uh, at Elche, uh, who was actually preferred to play center forward instead of Ponce. Um, So he can play in that role. Like we've seen, which most likely is going to be played by Zuber now, which was played by Araujo before. But then again, you have Zuber, Araujo there. Uh, You have Pizarro that can play in that role. Um... Not everyone is, is is fitting. There's too many, too few spots for too many players, so my fear is that they might ship Levy Garcia. Unfortunately, after these two fixtures against Dinamo Zagreb, I hope that isn't the case. I and I'm kind of fifty fifty on it because I do think that it's in Ike's favor and in Levy's favor. Because Ike going to play European football this season, depending on where we play European football. He'll be able to showcase his talents to a bigger pool of teams coming this season. And look, for a team to spend 35, $30 million on Levy Garcia, that's a lot of money right now. That's a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money. You know, I don't want to say, like, I'm contradicting myself in what I'm trying to say because of what I said, you know, at the beginning of the podcast where I said that's not a lot of money for teams. But that's a big... That's a big gamble, I think, to spend that type of money and not have him come in and work out. Um, so I definitely feel that it'd be in the best interest of the team to at least keep him around till January. That way you also see how well Ponce is working for you. Because what happens if you sell Levy Garcia after the Dinamo Zagreb matches and Ponce, forgive the expression... And again, I have to reiterate, I don't think this is the case, but what happens, what if he is a bust? What do you do then? And you've already, you're going to be left with Ben Wirt and a busted once, say they can't put the ball in the back of the net? I mean, yeah, then you could say, well, you could move Pizarro to play center forward, you could move uh, Araujo to play center forward. Yeah, but you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to ruin the the chemistry of this team where the... the striker, the vocal point, has been Garcia, or Bonce for that matter. Um, so I don't know, a lot of questions surrounding these. These are things that came up in my mind as soon as I saw, like I, I, just like everyone else, was when I got the alert that is heading to Athens to sign with Ike, and this is happening tomorrow, I was all gung-ho about it. I loved watching this guy play a few years ago. Um, like we said, he, he played at a very tough season for Ike and at a tough time. But very, very good player and was a player that, um, uh, you know, Ike fans were were glad to have around and were sad to see go when, um, you know, they didn't uh, pick up his option. Um, so anyway, guys, that's, you know, that's the Ike news. Very excited about this match coming up with Dinamo Zagreb. I feel like it's going to be entertaining. It's been hard to watch these Greek teams playing in Europe this week and, for Ike not to be out there and then we're finally, finally getting a match at a ESOFIA European match. That stadium's gonna make its debut in Europe against a great Dinamo Zagreb team. Um also I've heard people talk about, you know, transfers, why are other transfers taking so long? Um, you know, it's 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 simple, as we've talked about before, that we have to wait and see where Ike finishes up. If Ike are able to get past Dinamo Zagreb and then you're in the 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 Champions League playoffs, where the teams that are in the playoffs, it'll be di- it'll be difficult for Ike to make it if they get past Dinamo Zagreb, but it's not impossible. So you're talking about you if you get past Dinamo, you're guaranteed Europa League group stage, and then you're looking at possibly going into the Champions League group stage. And like Misaniydi has said, and the 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 front the front office of this team has said. Ike are going to work off of uh exoda, exoda. the the money that that comes in is what's going to be going out. They're not going to put this team in the negative pretty much and uh, and and I don't mean it in this context to kind of uh I'm not I'm not trying to throw malicious under the bus or trying to say he doesn't want to spend money, but that's kind of what he's saying is whatever we can bring in is what we're going to push out. And there's a big difference between making it to the Europa League uh, group stage. There's there's a big difference in money here. And I think not only there's a big difference in money, there's a big difference also in what type of players you can attract. If you're guaranteed a Europa League spot, then you're going to attract bigger name players. If you are guaranteed a Champions League spot, then you're going to be able to even go up a tier, both financially in spending for players and Players that are going to want to come play for your club, um, so we're just going to have to be patient because I think that's what everyone's trying to do right now. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's hope that I uh, you know play a very well, play a good match against um, Dinamo Zagreb. Hopefully, we can get a result that we need, where we can go into Zagreb the following week and are able to get the are able to move on to the next round. And then really look forward to some some fun stuff. But it, it, I really feel like this is going to be a very entertaining match. And like I said, cannot wait to see this stadium, and what it's going to be like to see on the on the European stage. Opus um, forza e and I will talk to you guys next week. Let's hope Ike has a good showing against Dinamo Zagreb. And one more thing, guys, if you please, please can rate the show, subscribe anywhere you can. Thank you so much for growing this show. It means a lot when I look every week and I see the numbers growing, the number of followers growing. Um, I really am humbled by it and it gives me so much motivation to come out and and, and record this podcast and put this work in that has to be put into producing this show. I love it. I love doing it. I love this club. I love talking about this club, but it, it makes it so much more worth it knowing that there's actual people out there listening. When I started this show, I really felt like I'm like, well, if I can get 10 people to listen, then I'm good. But it's, it's way, way more than that. Um, but please, so we can become a bigger of I do this and we have more Ike talk. Um, smash that subscribe button. Rate the podcast, write a review if you can, wherever you listen to your podcasts. um, And thanks so, so much for the support. And again, Forza Aikara, you guys have a great weekend and I'll talk to you later.